30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. It is. I'm Rosie. That would be Rosie Romero. I've been here in Arizona since 1966. Moved here from South Louisiana and uh, grew up kind of in the Northeast Valley and got involved in construction very, very early and have been building and remodeling homes all across the great state of Arizona ever since. Got the wild hair idea to start a phone-in radio show in the summer of 1987, and we actually got on air. Somebody actually put us on air in 1988. We're celebrating 30 years of trying to accomplish the mission of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We hit a mile mark this morning. We did? Yeah. I had, when I was screening the call, I asked one of the... This the, is my wife, sweet hey, Jennifer. Good morning. He called in, and I was screening his call. So, well, how long have you been listening to the show? He said, well, my whole life. He said, I'm 45, and my dad used to listen. So we've hit the next generation. <laughs> Is that something? Well, that is kind of humbling something, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we've been on 30 years. I, I, I was actually at a restaurant a little while ago, and, and a woman came up to me and said she had listened, been listening to me for 45 years every Sunday morning. <laughs> and I just thanked her. I said, thank you very much. That's great. <laughs> Oh, it may seem like 45 years, but it was only 30, and we're on Saturday mornings. So uh, here at Rosie on the House, we're here in the 9 o'clock hour primarily to drive your answers to your questions about home ownership and home improvement and home maintenance. So wherever you are in Arizona, you can call this toll-free number, one 767 4348 an easy way to remember that is triple eight Rosie for you. R O S I E, the number four and the letter U. Rosie for you. One triple eight Rosie for you. That puts you in touch with our overqualified call screener, my wife, sweet Jennifer. Or I'm also monitoring the texting. So if you have a four one one nine two three, you can shoot us a question there, and I can give it to Rosie if you're on the fly this morning and don't have time to hang on. Absolutely. And you can do that, right? Uh, yes, I can do uh, that. Okay, because I can't. Usually, Romy is sitting here in the studio right beside me, but he's actually out on a live broadcast. He's our roaming, roving reporter out at the Habitat for Restore that's opening, grand opening and ribbon cutting this morning in Tempe. And we'll be getting cut-ins from Romy as to what's going on out there throughout the rest of the broadcast. But this is the open hour. Where you call in, we have all the lines open. It's just me and you. It's been a lot of years since I've been in the studio by myself. So I've got time. You've got the open phone lines. It's your cue to call at one 767 One of the things we do in our quest to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is we keep up multiple channels of communication. We have the radio show on every Saturday morning for four hours. We have a website, rosieonthehouse.com, that's basically an encyclopedia of Arizona home ownership. 
Here's what's on that website. I've been answering homeowner questions for 30 years for two, three, four hours a week and compiling every single one of those questions. And then we go through a a very deliberate process of getting the correct Arizona-specific answer to that question, and it lives right there on rosyonmouse.com. So that website is basically a free homeowner's encyclopedia for anybody that lives in Arizona, rosyonthehouse.com. It's also the only place you can register to win an Arizona staycation. Those are a lot of fun. And it's also the place you can find the most tightest screened certified service providers on the planet. All right? These certified partners are screened like no other. And wherever you are in the great state of Arizona, we've put a team of people together. We started this with just Maricopa County and Phoenix. And then we launched the radio broadcast in Tucson, and they wanted to know why we didn't have a referral network down there. So we spent several years screening contractors in Tucson. That's a growing network. Virtually every single week we're growing somebody in a network in Tucson. And then the folks in Pinal County, Casa Grande, Eloy, Coolidge, all called and said, well, Rosie, your contractors, we listen to you every Saturday, but your contractors won't come down from Denver, from Phoenix and they won't come up from Tucson. We're stuck. We're in no man's land. So then we had to build out a referral network for Casa Grande and all of Pinal County. And then a lot of homeowners in Maricopa County have homes up in the North Country. And they said, Rosie, when we go up north for our second home, who can we use up there that you trust? So we had to get up to Prescott, Prescott Valley, Yavapai, Coconino County, and get the start of a referral network up there. If you know good contractors in northern Arizona, we are in a diligent program right now to try and grow out our northern Arizona referral directory. So we've got you covered wherever you are in Arizona for whatever you want to do. And then, not only the website, not only the radio show, but we write for several newspapers throughout the state of Arizona, as well as blog at KTAR.com. And our blog, our current blog that you'll find at KTAR or on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, talks about what caring for your water heater can do for giving you a return on investment. They say the water heater is the most ignored appliance in the entire house. As long as you get hot water, when you turn on the hot water tap, you never even think about your hot water heater. I don't know anybody that regularly says, it's time for me to drain my water heater and clean out the sediment on the bottom of the tank. But you should. You should do it about every 6 to 12 months, depending on the water hardness at your house. It increases the efficiency of the unit, and it greatly expands the life of the unit when it's not trying to heat everything through three or four inches of sediment sitting on the bottom of the tank of a traditional conventional water heater. So then this always begs the question, well, Rosie, why don't I just go to a tankless water heater? Well, you can, but know this. Virtually every tankless water heater manufacturer now says they want a water softener ahead of the heater. 
because flash heating the water draws the minerals out of the water even more aggressively, quicker and faster than traditional heating. So the elements in an in a instant hot water heater, their lifespan is next to nothing. Maybe eight months, maybe ten months, maybe a year, maybe two years at the most if you don't feed that softened water. So when people ask me, my water heater is, is rotted out, it's rusting, it's leaking on the floor, I need to replace it. Why don't I go to a instant water heater, I'll gain the floor space that this traditional tank is currently holding, and I'll increase my efficiency in the house. I say, that's fine. But just know this, you've got to root it correctly. You've got to put a good water softener ahead of it. So you can replace the water heater you have now for anywhere between $500 and $1,200, depending on what grade water heater, what size water heater you get. And what you're going to do by going tankless is going to cost you anywhere between four dollars and $8,000. But if that's the way you want to go, that's the way you want to go. I just don't want you to do it and not be informed. All right? So that's the that's the blog we've got located at our website on KTAR. We also write for the Arizona Daily Star down in Tucson. Every single Sunday we answer questions that people in Pima County, Santa Cruz County, and Cochise County write us. We also write the Green Valley News, the Casa Grande Dispatch. And I'm going to get to the articles that we have in those different publications, but I want to quick take the first call. Rick's been patiently waiting while I finished my sermon on water heaters. And while I take Rick, that'll open a line for you at one 767 Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? Uh, super fantabulous. My dog just said hello to you as well. Yes, I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, got a question for you. We were lazy, had a leaky uh, kitchen faucet. Okay. Kind of leaking up at the top of the faucet there for oh eight nine months something like that. Okay. And uh, just the other day, my wife stuck her hand underneath to get. We have a baskets with cleaning supplies underneath the faucet and underneath the sink, and noticed a little bit of moisture on a on a rag. And so we pulled it out, and on the floor of the cabinet, there's some warp, you know, warpage going on. Yeah. You could tell there was some water damage. So. Uh, Called, you know, fixed the faucet. Okay. Called a restoration company. Okay. And then they they came out. And we already talked to insurance, so we're good there. But we really like our countertops. They want to take the entire. It's a one piece set. The countertop. Right. They want to take that countertop up. Yep. Move it to another room. They said there's a 40 to 60% chance <laughs> that they can save that countertop. Right, okay. And then they want to go in and remove that middle cabinet and underneath the sink there, pull that out, and then look around. Now, the gentleman did not really use a water meter to detect how moist it was underneath the cabinet. Okay. We've had, we've had fans going since yesterday. Okay. But my question is, it seems kind of overkill automatically and it seems to me you could cut out the bottom of that cabinet look below along the wall there use your meter and then assess whether you need to remove the countertop 
Is that is that crazy or is this normal procedure? Well, you can assess whether you need to remove the countertop by a couple of different ways. And I'm going to need to go on a little bit of break here, Rick. But when I come back, I'm going to talk you through everything you should be looking at to make sure you do a thorough and complete remediation on this water leak. I appreciate you calling. Don't hang up. Stay tuned. I'm going to get to you just right after this. I can't tell you, can't encourage you enough that if you're in the market for shopping for a new vehicle, just save yourself hours of grief and just drive yourself over to 51st Avenue in Glendale to the lot at Sanderson Ford. 60, over 60 acres of new and used Ford vehicles and they are currently conducting their biggest sale of their 63-year history. It's their 63rd anniversary. Biggest sale they've ever had on gorgeous Ford vehicles. Take your pick. Any color, any configuration. Sedan, economy, SUV, pickup truck. The F-150's been the number one rated pickup truck in America as long as I've been on air here. Over 30 years. You can't beat it. Get to Sanderson Ford. Just remember, they're always closed on Sunday. Virtually everyone in Arizona right now, when you're playing that, Gary D, is playing the air guitar. I do it all the time in the car. (laughs) I think I'm Steve Warner, but I'm not. (laughs) How good does that sound? Does that help lighten your load for the anxieties and the grief you've been dealing with all week? Well, that's our goal right here at Rose on Else. Melt away your fears and anxieties. All right, we've got Rick that was on hold, called in with some moisture problems. And, uh, Rick, here's here's how I would address that. The the countertop that they're trying to save, that is a uh, manufactured product, uh, quartz, I would guess. Yeah, we you know we picked out the slab and all that, and it matches like two or three other an island and et cetera, you know. Okay, yeah. and it's set on top of a plywood sub counter. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and the faucet at the sink has been leaking for a good amount of time, and right. they are recommending let's try to save the countertop. Can't guarantee we can't. Let's try and save it. Remove it. Let's not just remove the floor of the cabinet and the countertop, sub-countertop of the cabinet, but let's remove the entire cabinet and do an assessment from that point forward. That's that's what they're recommending to you. Did I get that right? Correct. Right underneath the sink and then look around on the side to see if there's any, you know, the drywall on the back, et cetera. Now, Rick, you mentioned you contacted your homeowner's insurance. Are they going to participate in this at all? They are. They, they you know, and... Uh, our bill won't go up. Our rates won't go up and all yeah. that. They came out. Their first thing, they they were real great on the phone. Then they sent a guy over saying, hey, it seems like overkill. And uh, maybe they can. He wanted them to brace the countertop. That's a Band-Aid, Rick. That's a Band-Aid. Yeah. The, the fact that you're telling me it was leaking for maybe over six months, that yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you I like the recommendation you're getting from this particular uh, restoration company. Okay. The, the gamble is that countertop. It really is. Now, there are ways 
that you can disassemble that cabinet with the countertop staying, but it's costly. So I'm thinking if something's been leaking at my house for six, seven, or eight months, I do want to go to this level of investigating okay. because water in that amount of time, Rick, can get into so many different areas. How old is the home? Oh, the home's about 30 years old. Uh, the, the kitchen, the cabinets is about five. Okay, so there's a good chance we'd be able to find the cabinets? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, they say they'll they'll rebuild it or they'll put a new one in exactly the to same. match it. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think your insurance company's recommending a Band-Aid I wouldn't like, and I like what this guy's telling you. If you'd like another opinion from a Rosie certified fire, water, and smoke restoration specialist, you could call Kowalski Construction. What part of Arizona are you in? Uh, Mesa. Yeah, you could call Kowalski Construction and at least get a second opinion on this and see what, what their take is on it, okay? All righty. Yeah, once, hey, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, once it's been leaking for eight months, it's it's time to give you about as thorough a uh, swamp out cleaning as possible and, and go through the little bit of extra effort to check it and get it all cleaned up. Okay? Well, I appreciate it. Well, right now we're going to run out to our roving reporter while I do that, taking care of Rick's question and pitching out to Romy out at Habitat. That gives you a chance to dial in with your homeowner home improvement, home remodeling question at one 767 4348 Romy, out at the Tempe Habitat Restore Grand Opening. And I'm happy to answer questions here as well, as we've been doing for several uh, homeowners that have come through. Georgia from Queen Creek has come by, Margie from Deer Valley, Ed and Kim from Five Minutes Down the Road, who said they've been listening since the early, early 90s and love the home maintenance calendar. So... We appreciate everyone that has come by and said hello and introduced themselves. If you've got a question, I'm actually kind of right behind the front entry door. There's a little uh, patio table here with some balloons, and we've got one of the former board members that we'll be talking to on the next uh, on the other side of news, Mr. Silver, who has been uh, with Habitat for over 11 years of volunteering and about some of the items and best selections you can find today, especially if you're looking for a refrigerator. That seems to be everyone's top pick. They've got... Uh, at least 50 I can see sitting from here, all different colors, including stainless steel, brand new, uh, builder donated, uh, extra orders, so they've never been used, still have a warranty with them. And there's a half-hour giveaways. We've got one coming up here shortly that will have the, uh, what is this one? This is the Plant Fitness Membership. Broadcasting live from Habitat Restore there at 3210 South McClinock. Their grand opening is today. And at the bottom of every hour, at the 30 mark of every hour, between now and 530, they're going to be giving free giveaway door prizes. You just have to get there and register. You don't have to be present to win. You'll put your name in the hat and get drawn. And, I mean, they've got some fantastic giveaway gifts and it'd be a great opportunity for you to just walk the floor and go see how many wonderful things the Restore of Habitat has. And this is like one of five or six stores they've got in the state. They've finally got one now back open in the East Valley. That's 3210 South McClendon. Grand opening, ribbon cutting today.
Right back here at Rosie on the House. Where we're taking your calls at 1 888 767 4348. If you're contemplating tackling a remodeling project, we do run a small remodeling company and we operate primarily in the Northeast Valley of Maricopa County. And I've been on an extended getaway with my wife, sweet Jennifer. And so when I got back, the guy says, okay, Rosie, you need to go find us some work. It is extremely rare that we have openings in our schedule. But I will say this, if you've got a remodel in the Northeast Valley that you'd like someone to take a look at, you can give us a ring at 480-998-6961 or just reach out to us on the web, rosieonthehouse.com. All right. Since being back, we were talking about last week all the things that are in our mailbox that were waiting for me upon getting back. My daughter, Julia, was in studio here earlier this morning. She answers the majority of all the emails that come through. And we asked her, we said, what is the number one topic that you're seeing homeowners hit Rosie on the house for an answer? And she says, that's the easiest question I've ever been asked. It's the APS rate changes effective May. And we're dealing with that on an ongoing basis. And our caller on hold right now that I'm going to bring into the conversation wants to talk about that very thing. Let's bring Connie into the conversation. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, Rosie. Um, My question is, I used to super cool uh, in the morning from – six o'clock until 12 o'clock and then turn the thermostat way up. Okay. And I'm wondering with the new rates increases, if that's really, now I'm on the Sabre's choice three to six, I mean, three to eight. Right. That's still a good um, thing for me to do. I have a programmable thermostat, but I don't have a program that I hate, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) if it it has 500,000 settings and I have to call (laughs) someone in to set it, uh, to figure out how to set it. So I, I need to do that before it just starts automatically going off. Yeah, so are you are, are you manually turning it off at noon every day, historically? No, it, it's programmed to go off at noon. Okay. Um, and I've been turning it up because it's down at like 72, and I think with the new rates, I don't know yeah. if it's really... And even in the evening, you know, I need to change the programming because sometimes it's like 75. I can get by at 77 on a regular basis unless I'm really doing a lot of work around the house. Now, how long have you been super cooling, Connie? I started that about a year ago after, right after I got a new air conditioner. Uh-huh. And could you tell about what it was saving you? I don't know what super cooling was saving me, but the combination of the new air conditioning and the super cooling, which I did all at the same time, uh, I have a I actually have a high bill, but I think it went down. Um, Seventy five, eighty dollars. Yeah. The how big a house do you have? I have a twelve hundred square foot townhouse. Okay, and it's a single air conditioner. Are you on the end of the townhouse, or do you have other homes on either side of you? 
there's a I'm on the one end. There's a home on the one side, but I have big west windows. Aha, uh-huh. okay. West windows. All right. And not really good windows. So okay. <laughs> west and east mostly. All right. Well, we these are the kind of calls we're getting all day long about how do I now accomplish what I was accomplishing at the old rate and supercooling where we were actually seeing people save as much as 40% of their summer air conditioning electric bill. They were they were cutting it by 40%. So what the theory is, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to turn the thermostat down as cool as you are comfortable and let the air conditioner work in off-peak hours to get everything inside your house down to that cooler temperature. The clothes hanging in the closet, the, the, the upholstery in the furniture, the mattress, the carpet, everything inside the house. So you're storing thermal energy. Then when the rate changes to on-peak, your thermostat is asked to let the house just sleep. And that super-cooled thermal block now slowly warms up as the on-peak period it stretches on, and when the off-peak then hits again, we can then ask the air conditioner, okay, come back on and cool us back down. That allows you to keep the house within a range that's a comfort level, 75 to 80 degrees. And mm-hmm. it allows you to do it at a huge savings. Okay, now, APS comes in and changes the rates on us. And we are still getting a lot of very mixed data, Connie, on what people are going to expect. We are either going to have the happiest homeowners on the planet June 15th, or I predict there could be a riot at the APS headquarters June 15th. Because in May, not only do all the new rates kick in, and a lot of people don't know this, in the summer, when electricity is a higher demand, you're paying more for electricity just because it's the summer. So the summer rates kick in. That, that's not new. They've, they've always done that. So not only are the summer rates going to kick in, but the new rate plan is going to kick in, and people are going to be trying to figure this rate plan out. And you have gone on to the saver's choice. I'd like to study your electric bill. And there may be a better plan, the Super Saver Max. But the dilemma with that is you have to restrict your demand on peak. If you can restrict your demand on peak, you will save about, we think, 20% off of just not super cooling at all. We aren't going to see the big, big savings that we did see. But they are going to let us run our air conditioners three hours longer into the middle of the afternoon up until 3 o'clock. A lot of homeowners are really upset that the off-peak doesn't start again until 8 o'clock because in an all-electric home, that means you're not going to be able to start cooking dinner until after 8 o'clock or you're just going to pay the higher rate for fixing your family supper. Right. That's not going to work for me because I have to I have to eat at certain times and certain and is it an all-electric townhome? It is an all-electric yeah. townhome. Okay, so you're going to have to crock pot or do a little convection oven, 
get your cooking done off peak in the morning or in the night before your stews your your soups uh, the the dilemma with the on peak demand now I went on peak because I can manage my power the problem with it is if you go to the max and you're paying the demand rate if you mess up one hour the entire month you're going to pay really really big for it so yeah, I Connie, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you've, I think you've done the, the right plan. I took a long time to explain your scenario because it applies to virtually everyone in Arizona. It is the number one point that we're being asked to address, and I want to address it more. But right now, I want to pitch back out to Romy, who's broadcasting as a roaming reporter, out at the ribbon cutting and grand opening of the Habitat Restore in Tempe. And I was just sitting here talking with uh, Dusty and Mr. Silver about, uh, what, what do we call it, Habitat Trivia, we decided we were going to call it? <laughs> yes. And tell us a little bit about uh, your 11 years here with Habitat. Well, I've been a volunteer on the board of directors for Habitat now. This is my 11th year of doing it, and I've just found that it's a great way to give back to the community. We have a family tradition of that, and this is really a way for us to reach out into the community and as our motto goes, to, to provide affordable housing, to provide everyone a decent place to live. And part of that mission is what we do here, and that's at the ReStore by providing used building materials, new materials, household goods, appliances. All of the profits that we make from this go to support our mission. Of building affordable homes for families that deserve it. The screening process to become a Habitat homeowner is pretty extensive and then on top of that the homeowner themselves have to designate a, a very respectable uh, volunteer man hours in building their own home. That's correct. If we're doing just a remodel, a kind of a, a rehab, it's 100 hours of their time. For a new build, it's 400 hours of, <laughs> of uh, sweat equity in the home. And we really find that the people that do that stay with us. They volunteer on other sites even when their commitment is done because they believe in the program, they believe in what we do. And some of your favorite selection items. I'm, I love this selection of area rugs you all have back here, but that's a very small portion of this 25,000-square-foot facility. Right, we've got the rugs, we've got cabinets, we've got a lot of appliances. We, we've been able to stock the store quite a bit with refrigerators, with freezers, with washers and dryers. There's a little bit of everything for people here. And we are on the northwest corner of Southern and McClintock, which is Hayden, right? Is it, isn't that Hayden? It is still McClintock. So, and y'all are open today until 6 o'clock? And every half hour, there's a giveaway. We've already got a second winner, uh, Rosemary. She won the gym membership. Our next one's going to be a pair of Adirondack chairs at 10.30, area rug. And then at 5.30, we've got the final granddaddy prize, which is a 50-inch flat-screen TV. And, again, all, all of this goes to support the mission of Habitat for Humanity, which y'all have... We were kind of in a little argument between 11 and 1,200 homes built in Maricopa County. And we were talking, Rosie had mentioned earlier that this is, this is the fourth or fifth one, but that's just for the Maricopa County area. I, last time I checked Habitat's website when you brought in the uh, Habby store in Tucson, uh, Payson has a branch, Page. There, there was 14. This, is, this would be the 15th restore in the state, and the amount of 
debris that's been kept out of the landfill, the amount of resources that are consumed. This is one of the most green concepts that is on the market. And we're going to find the, the paint manufacturer because you've got this green sheen where they take leftover paint, they reformulate it, remix it, recolor it, and it's a, uh, it's a great way to do a, a, an affordable painting job. So it's never... There's no shortage of, uh, of, of ideas and resourcefulness here at, at Habitat. So we're happy to be down here live at the ReStore. And we're back at Rosie on the House. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Try and do everything we can to get you the information you need about your house, home, castle, or cabin. We're trying our very hardest here not to turn this into a APS gripe session on the new rate change. <laughs> but if you could see the amount of information and questions we're getting on this topic, you would be overwhelmed. But we've got Charlie on the phone, calling from Chandler, with a little bit of a different topic. Let's take Charlie's just so we can change the topic. Good morning, Charlie. Hi, can you hear me okay? I'm on the road, so... I, I can hear you. Very good. Okay, so Pay attention. really quick, I, I'm on Dead Cow Road, so I might lose you, but <laughs> hey, about the, uh, really quick about the super cooling. I'm SRP, but last year we started doing it about a year and a half ago, and our highest bill last year was 262 bucks. On how big a house? So 2,500 square feet. Keeping it what? Empty nesters, but during that time <laughs> that we had a high bill, we had our grandkids were staying with us for a week, so, and uh, my daughter. So, and there were seven boys, so that was nine extra people in our house. Yeah, it, with SRP, we've told people historically, you can save probably as much as 20, 25 percent. You know, it, and, and, that's, and that's about what we're going to be seeing with the new APS rates as well. But you yeah, had a, our prior highest bill to started super cool was three hundred and twenty seven dollars. So you saved a good bit of cabbage, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> really quick, um, we're redoing our bathroom, and we had a ten foot uh, vanity, and now we're going down to an eight foot. It's going to be a little shorter, so that kind of moves the the plumbing a little bit. And I, I was looking at it, and the current one must have been a different size before we bought the house. I mean, it must have been a different size because they have, like, curves to where it comes out of the sink and it curves over to a place where the drainage goes. Now with the new one, it's going to be, let's say that the, the angle was to the left. Now the angle is going to be to the right. But my question is, would it be a good time that since I'm going to have everything removed just to line everything up so it's more of a straight line i mean it's not like it's um a foot or something it's only like three to four inches angle if it's only a three or four inch angle charlie i wouldn't worry about it i would just go ahead and put the p-trap back together it's flexible enough to be able to accept that big of a change if you were telling me it was a foot or we had a dry arm or a wet arm drain that was you know stretching three or four foot through a cabinet i would say yeah open the sheetrock up and recenter everything on your new vanities the fact it's only a couple inches i i would probably just leave the rough ends exactly where they are and go with that the the down the downside to it being any bigger than that is it just eats up so much of your cabinet space with all that piping running through it you know 
Yeah, and the, the weird part is on one cabinet, it's moving to the left, and the other cabinet's moving to the right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I had one other question. It's more of an electrical question, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so we only have one electrical outlet in the bathroom right now, and it's right by the entrance of into the master bath, bathroom. Okay. I already have the drywall down, a lot of it anyway. And I have the line, and we're going from one light um, to two different lights and going to do two different switches. Do, do I need to run uh, you're, we're just we're just now losing you on Dead Cow Road, Charlie. <laughs> I apologize, but the question is: in doing this bathroom remodel, he has walk in the master bathroom, and you have one receptacle, and you have one light switch, and the light switch is going to a single light fixture, as I understood it at this point. Can he then just extend that and make that same switch operate two lights? Yes, you can. You're, you're, if that's all that switch is controlling, you've got lots that you can put onto that one switch leg and not ever have to worry about it. Now, can I extend the receptacle and create another receptacle? Chances are you probably can. Depending on the age of the house, you will want to make sure that that is a specialized arc-protected receptacle, GFCI arc-protected, and you're going to want to, you, you can extend it. What you do is you'll plug a circuit tester into that plug and go find what breaker it's on, get it turned off, and go around and find out how many other receptacles that one circuit controls. And if that one circuit is, you know, up to four or five or six receptacles, it will be nothing for you to add one more to that. But, and it should already be GFCI protected depending on the age of the house, but if it's not, make sure the one you put in or go to the breaker box and put in a breaker that's GFCI protected. And so. that's up to code. Is that right, Rosie? Up. Uh, as far as putting in ground fault in the bathroom. Well, it is. And, and in fact, that electrical work, I hope you've pulled a building permit, even that little bit of electrical work requires a building permit, okay? So remove and replace cabinets and countertops, no, no permit required. Adding any electrical work at all, most cities that I'm familiar dealing with give you the opportunity to pull a permit. It's called a minor electrical permit. You can actually pull it over the Internet. You don't even have to go down to City Hall and do it. It's one inspection, and then they can double verify what you've done is correct. So hope that hopes, folks. That wraps up the 9 o'clock hour here at Rosie on the House. We've got the 10 o'clock hour coming up where, again, we'll take your calls on anything about your home. We'll check in with Romy out at the grand opening of the Habitat for Humanity Restore in Tempe, and we'll be talking about things you can do to enhance the comfort of your backyard for this coming summer season. That's what we're here for right here at Rosie on the House. <laughs> 